My name is Katie, and today we're talking all about intrinsic goods and the sort of idea of higher goods and just the general idea of good. This might not make a lot of sense to you, but we're going to dive right into it. And bear with me, I have two big notebooks right in front of me. I've got philosophy notes, and I have my own podcast notes. So if you hear page turning, that's all that it is. So first of all, to start off, I'm going to explain intrinsic goods a little bit. So these are are things that have an inherent value in and of themselves, right? They are things that are good for the sake of themselves. Some examples of these sorts of intrinsic goods are friendship, health, beauty, wisdom, love, happiness, and I would even say things like poetry and music are good for the sake of themselves too. And then I want to compare this with instrumental goods or you could call them extrinsic goods. So an example of an extrinsic or instrumental good would be school or getting a job. And this is all relative to what higher good you think going to school and getting a job are accomplishing, right? So let's say that you go to school because you want to get a degree and you want to get a degree because you want to get a good job and you want to get a good job so that you can make good money and be financially secure. And then you think that that financial security is going to bring you to happiness. Happiness, which is an intrinsic good. So school and getting a job and having a degree, these are all instrumental goods. They help us get to a a place where we can enjoy an intrinsic good. I want to take a little bit and, and go through an example with you guys. So if we take the intrinsic good of beauty... And let's say that we have three paintings. These paintings all look different. They're all vastly different paintings, but they're all beautiful, right? All of these paintings are beautiful. But what unites them in being beautiful? I think it'll be really hard to to try to find an answer for that because I don't think that beauty itself has a unified form. Beauty is beauty. You could even say that beautiful things having no form is sort of like a form in and of itself. Maybe you could say that. But if if beautiful things were destroyed, like say, do you guys remember back when the Mona Lisa, I think some protesters like put soup on it? Like they got cans of soup and they just like splashed it onto the Mona Lisa. Do you remember that? That was so weird. And it like kept happening for a long time after that. Anyways, imagine that the Mona Lisa is one of the most widely known paintings in the world. And I think everyone would call it a beautiful painting. And so if this thing is destroyed and splashed with soup all over it, well, it may have harmed this beautiful painting, but it didn't destroy beauty itself right? Because beauty is something different. It's something more than just a painting or more than a few paintings that are all beautiful. Beauty and really all of these intrinsic goods, you could say, are like a classification. We classify things to make sense of the world because if we didn't classify things, we wouldn't really have words. 
and it would be really hard to communicate things and it would be really hard to to understand anything in this world. And so Socrates says that we can see the form of beauty because we have an intellect. Now, hold up, that might not make very much sense. Socrates, you know, one of the ancient Greek philosophers, and Socrates actually he was born 470 BC and he died 399 BC, just to give you a little bit of context, if that helps anything. So Socrates says we can see the form of beauty because we have an intellect. Or maybe not beauty itself, but we can classify things as being beautiful because we have an intellect. So, you know, there's something that has to unite our intellect and the form of something. So basically, we are rational creatures, right? We can all think and contemplate and do things and take beauty or take these paintings. They are, they are a form of beauty, these paintings are. And so when we have this intellect and we have a form, they have to be united with something, right? Because, because nothing of those three paintings looked similar, right? All of those paintings were completely different and yet they were all beautiful. So what is that unifying feature that allows humans, that allows us to call it beautiful, right? How can all of these things be beautiful when they're so different from each other? And so Socrates says that this uniting thing is called the idea of the good. And it's basically just this idea of higher things that all of us have in our heads, right? And it's almost sort of a, a moral principle or a moral virtue, maybe you could say. Okay, I just want to pause for a second and I want to try to make sure that you guys understand this because it's a little confusing. So basically, these three paintings that we had, right? They all looked completely different, but we could we could say that they were beautiful. These are beautiful paintings. How can we do that when they're so different? And how do we have this idea of of beauty in our heads? We have intellect as humans, and we know that these paintings are beautiful. How do we know that, that they have this beauty, right? This higher beauty. It's because all of us have the idea of the good in our heads. And that's what Socrates is saying, is that we all have this idea of the good programmed in our heads. We, we all know that friendship and happiness and wisdom and love are things to strive for, right? And, and every vice has its virtue and it's better to be good than to be bad, right? I think basically every person on this planet has that in their heads from the moment that they gain consciousness, I suppose you could say. And so our intellect and forms are united with the idea of the good. Now, knowing the ultimate forms of these things, so knowing these intrinsic goods, knowing beauty and knowing wisdom, friendship, happiness, love, knowing these, these highest forms of everything, knowing these intrinsic goods is what philosophers strive to do. They want to get close to wisdom. Now here, I want to go into a map of reality. 
So Socrates calls the grounds of all reality the good. And it is knowing the true forms. It's, it's knowing beauty, not just beautiful things, but beauty itself. And so we have what's called the divided line, which let me look it up. I forget. I think this is from Plato. Yes, the divided line is from Plato and it is written about in his Republic, if you were interested. First of all, if you are in a place where you can Google something and look at it, then I would encourage you to look up a picture of the divided line. If you're in the car right now or if you're on a walk or something, I'm just going to talk you through it. And it's really not too difficult. So basically, it's sort of like a T-chart, you could say. So imagine a T-chart. And at the top, across both sections, you have the idea of the good, which is called metaphysics. And it's it's sort of like the study of the first principles of reality. And then on the left side of this little T-chart, you have the object. You have an object, right? And on the right side, you have the subject. It's okay if that doesn't make any sense because we're going to start at the bottom of this little T-chart here. So at the very bottom, we have on the left side in the object column, we have images. And this is in the visible realm, right? We can see images. And then the, the corresponding subject for that object, object is imagination. And then if we go back over, we can see in the visible realm are things, right? Like the desk I'm sitting at, that's a thing. And the subject with that is trust. So, so far, we have at the top the idea of the good, which is metaphysics. We have a left column, which is ontology or the object. And we have the right side, which is epistemology or the subject. And let me just give you brief definitions. Ontology is the study of the nature of things. And epistemology is the study of how we know things. And then in the bottom half of this, we have the visible realm, things that we can see. And so we have things and we have images, and the subject of those is trust and imagination. And then on the object column, there's an intelligible realm, which is things that we can't see, but it's also the good, right? It's the good things. So we have, first of all, in a little section, we have mathematical objects, and then the corresponding subject with that is thought. And then we have at the very top, we have forms. And the subject that goes with that is intellection. So these forms, they're the highest thing on this map of reality. The highest thing on the divided line. And these are the highest forms of things. So these are the intrinsic goods. This is beauty. This is happiness. This is friendship and love. But we, a lot of us, all live in the visible realm right? We see images and we see things and we interact with them. But what philosophers do and, and so many other people in the world, we try to get to the forms, to the highest things, because that's where the good is. I hope that sort of clears a few things up for you. If you're more confused, then you can just totally ignore that. But I hope you have sort of a good idea of the good now and of higher things. And when I talk about you know, getting to the higher things, that's what I'm talking about. Getting to beauty itself, getting to love itself, wisdom itself. I'm going to flip a few pages here and here we go. All right, so 
Now that we know that these intrinsic goods exist, or at least can be can be thought of, right? We are intellectual. We can think of these things and we know that they exist. We have this idea of the good in our heads. We can practice getting to the good. We can practice getting to these higher forms. That's what I think is so cool is that we can work on this. We can practice this and we can get to know the good a little bit more. A few ideas that I have as for how we can get to the good is one, we can meditate. Now, I don't meditate as often as I probably should, and isn't that just what everybody says? But I think meditation would really, really put you in that right headspace to contemplate the good things and try to get to know them more. Another thing that I think we can do to work on getting to the good is to sit with nature. I think that we should all spend more time in nature and get to know it more because nature is is so beautiful and you know assuming that that you believe in god just to make this a little easier you know the higher forms of things right beauty love i think ultimately they all lead us to god or at least i'm sure that that's what aristotle would say or no plato sorry i think it's what plato would say plato would would lead us from these higher forms to god and you know nature was created by god and and nature is beautiful right we can all see that we see these these wonderful mountains and beaches and and we live there and even we can look at our own window and see the trees and the grass and the beautiful sky and we know that it's good and we know that it's beautiful and so if we sit with nature and we are are in nature more i think it'll allow us to to get to the good more often get to these higher forms now both of what i just mentioned nature and meditation they ultimately lead back to contemplation i think we can contemplate a lot more than we do and aristotle says that contemplation perfects what is highest in us And contemplation is the most pleasurable and self-sufficient activity. We love it for its own sake. Aristotle even says that contemplation is the most godlike activity because gods think and gods contemplate. And you could say that the philosopher is the one who imitates or aspires to the gods in contemplation. You know, these philosophers are striving to get to the higher forms of things or get to God. And they do that through contemplation. We can contemplate beautiful things and try to to get to that good. Now, I've actually been doing this for a while now. I first heard about this idea when I took a... I listened to a few lectures in this free online course on Western philosophy. And actually, that's where I got a lot of my, my information today is from this course. And it's absolutely free. And if you're interested, it's on online.hillsdale.edu. Hillsdale College is a great liberal arts college and they have a wonderful free online program. So many courses with absolutely amazing value. If you're interested in that, you should totally look into it. I'm about halfway through the course and I I was really into these lectures maybe a year ago or so. So that's when I took those philosophy notes that I referenced a lot today. And so I, I heard of this idea of 
contemplating and contemplating beautiful things a year ago. And I've been practicing it ever since. Well, I sort of forgot that that's what I was doing, right? It became habit for me and I started just automatically doing it. And I didn't even realize I was doing it until today when I was pulling my notes out and I was like, wait, that's that's sort of like what I've been doing all this time. So as someone who has contemplated a lot of things over the past year and contemplated beautiful things and tried to spend more time admiring nature, I can say that it is honestly just amazing. Every day, especially when I'm walking through my college campus and driving to class and you know walking around my front yard, I'm just in awe more and more often. And, you know, I just, I can't even begin to properly appreciate it. I just feel like it's so good and so beautiful that I don't even know what to do with myself. I've gained such an appreciation for nature and for people, especially. Like, I've always been an empathetic person, but, you know, especially practicing this idea and trying to see the good in everything. I I see the good in people so much more often and I work retail. I have a part-time job and I work retail and I absolutely love my job. It's amazing. It's so much fun. And even interacting with the customers, I don't really mind. And I'm saying that as an introvert who is very much sort of a loner, but I don't I don't mind interacting with people and I enjoy trying to help them like genuinely. If they come to me wondering where something is or looking for something and needing my help I genuinely want to help them find what they're looking for because they're human and I I acknowledge them in that you know sort of subconsciously like I know you're human I know you you love people and I know that you have your own life and I just I just sort of gain this empathy for people and this I guess you could call it love for them this appreciation for them as a human being and that really that really has has happened for me over this past year especially working on it more it's so amazing how just a little reminder can can serve you so well like i encourage you guys to go out and about in your normal lives but just take a second and pause and reflect about what's going on around you look out your window and see the birds fluttering through the trees or look up from your phone and and see the person who walked by your desk and, and give them a smile or something like that. You know, just do little things. And I think you'll notice a huge change in your perspective and in how you go about your life. I almost sometimes feel sad for people. Maybe not sad, but I'm sort of bummed out when I see so many students walking around my college campus and so many of them are always looking down at their phone when they're walking around and they always have their earbuds in. Meanwhile, I walk with nothing, you know, no phone out, no earbuds in, because it's so beautiful, right? And even in the dead of winter, it's beautiful. And in the height of summer, it's beautiful. You just have to look up, and you have to try to find that beauty. You have to seek it. You have to seek these higher things if you're going to get closer to them. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with me throughout this episode. I know it was probably a little bit confusing. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. 
I'm still setting up my podcast website and getting everything figured out. I'm hoping to have contact information up as soon as possible because I realize I don't have any up right now. But if you have any questions, I would love to talk to you. If you have any recommendations for future things to talk about, any suggestions, I'd love to hear them. And I encourage you to practice contemplation and seek beautiful things and seek the good in life. And you will be so much better off for it. Thank you guys so much. You have a good day.